guys, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church Indy. I'm Claire Kingsley, and I'm here with Pastor Jeff this morning. Hey, morning. Jeff, on Sunday, you preached on confession and assurance, the next elements in our worship service, and you used Psalm 32. So um, why don't you give us a quick one-minute recap of some of the main ideas from your sermon? Uh, Yeah, sure. So um, we've been going through this series looking at elements in our worship service and why we do them and where they come from. Uh, So this week we were looking at Psalm 32, which is this picture of David uh, talking about the joy and the blessedness, the happiness from those who know their sins are forgiven. And then this image of why he hasn't been experiencing it or wasn't because he refused to acknowledge the truth of what was going on in his life. So that's kind of a picture of all of us. Like we can we can get stuck uh, we need to acknowledge with God what we've really done against him and others. Uh, and, and that comes when we really feel that sense of heaviness uh, about who we really are. And confession then is really just kind of agreeing with God about what our sin really is and what it's done. But the reason God points us to that is to lead us to the happiness or the the blessedness of knowing his forgiveness. Uh, And that's where God wants to lead us and what David has experienced. Uh, So as we see the the heaviness or the ugliness of our sin, we agree with God about it. But that's not where God leads us ultimately. He, Mm -hmm. He takes us there to bring us into the joy and the happiness of knowing that our sins really are forgiven and taken care of. And then going forward from there is this, the response that David wells up in David's heart is this uh, praise and gratitude and acknowledgement of God's direction and, and God's provision for him uh, that, that leads him to want to go in a new direction. Thanks, Jeff. You guys, if you haven't listened to Jeff's sermon yet, you should pause this podcast and go ahead and just listen to it. Um, I really appreciated how you, um, I felt like I've heard sermons on confession and I think you took it that one step further about that rejoicing that we now can have being in relationship and being forgiven. And um, I just, I really appreciated it. It was a great message. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. I keep saying I'm preaching to myself and everyone else gets to listen in. Mm -hmm. So it's something I need to keep being reminded of. Thank you. So, Jeff, why don't you tell us one thing that you needed to cut for time on Sunday? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about um, maybe maybe we don't see it as much anymore, but occasionally you'll maybe see the bumper sticker on, on people's car that says something like, Christians aren't perfect, just forgiven. And, and I want to kind of use that to say yes, but no. Uh, I mean, it's sort of a both and. I mean, it, we're not perfect and we are forgiven. But we're not just forgiven. Uh, We're forgiven to be changed and to grow in following and looking like Jesus. To say that we're just forgiven kind of sounds like, you know, God's giving us a a pass to sin as much as we want without caring or doing anything about it. Um, and, And the connection there is that confessing to God is not just acknowledging, oh, yeah, I sinned or I'm a sinner, but also rejecting our sin as ugly and repulsive. And that's kind of why I used that, you know, I told that embarrassing story from when I was a kid that you have to go listen to the message to hear. Uh, there was a part of it that's a little repulsive, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so there's some intentionality there. Um, 
Because there's uh, John Piper uh, on this message put it in a really good way. There, there's a kind of a self-deceit going on in the person who admits in his mind that he sins but feels no revulsion in his heart at that sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so God is calling us to turn from our sin with kind of repugnance because he wants to not just cover our sins, but to change our characters. Uh, and so Piper go, went on to say, um, the person who sins, the person whose sins will be forgiven is the person who hates his own sinning. Uh, and, and that means is on the way to Christ-likeness. And part of the reason I wanted to bring that out is not just, you know, so we could think of people, you know, maybe with a hard heart or, you know, it's like, oh, you know, my, my sin's no big deal. But it's also people with tender consciences that need to hear that too. Because for those of us who are more introspective and, and self-reflective, you know, we can see how often we sin and, and wonder, you know, have I gone too far this time? Did I confess yeah. enough? Did I confess well enough? Does God still still really love me? And the question is not, you know, am I obeying well enough? But is God helping move me towards hating my sin and wanting to turn from it? Mm-hmm. Um, because God's goal, again, is our ultimate joy, not so much our happiness. You know, doctors don't care whether you're happy or not particularly. They, they care about your health. They care about your wholeness. Uh, and it's only being whole in Christ that leads to our ultimate happiness. And, and that's the, the joy that David is reflecting on. Uh, that, you know, when, when we're lost, when we're wandering off like the prodigal son, we think we're doing things that are making us happy because maybe there is some short-term pleasure there. But D- David is trying to help us see that really long-term happiness, deep and lasting joy, only comes from being whole because God's the one who made us. And, and yeah, so the, you know, saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. That means I, I know I'm not perfect. Yeah, right. But I, I'm not just forgiven. I'm forgiven for a reason and with a purpose and a goal. Mm-hmm. Put that all on a bumper sticker. Would that oh, be on yeah. your car? I think an asterisk. <laughs> you, you put an asterisk at yeah. the end of it and say, you know, ask me for more details maybe. Yes, that's or, good. Um, so Jeff, I just started, um, being a part of the small group mentoring that women Mm. of faith is offering. And at our last gathering, someone in the group said, um, that you can't, you're not maybe can't, but, um, it's hard to do confession well if you haven't done adoration first, because Mm. (laughs) when you've done adoration, you realize how much unlike God you are. Mm. And it just makes me think about like our elements in our worship service. We've had the gospel proclamation and now we've been brought to confession Mm. as we progress through our um, service. And I think um, since she said that and now since being in service and hearing your last two sermons, I just think it's changed how I've thought Mm. about these two elements in our service, how they really go together and how I need adoration first before Mm -hmm. um, so Mm -hmm. I can confess better. Yeah, thank you. Um, Good. That means I think we're we're doing something right or we're trying to anyway. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's exactly right. Um, In fact, we start with the call to worship, which is meant to remind us of the greatness and the glory of God. And then the gospel is pointing us to the beauty of who he is and what he's done for us in Christ 
that is meant to say, here's a God who's holy and awesome and wonderful and worthy of worship, and we've messed it up and blown it, and yet that same God is also loving and gracious and merciful to forgive us uh, and, and to restore us as we come to him. So now let's do that, which is the confession. And then, of course, we still need to have the assurance again. So it's sort of like the bookend, right? Here's yeah. the awesome, beautiful God, an amazing message of his gracious forgiveness and acceptance and restoration. So in the context of that confidence and that humility, let's be honest with ourselves and God about who we are. And then again, let God remind us of what he says to people who come to him humbly in faith, mm-hmm. which is this sort of this spiral that David is picturing in a sense in the end of Psalm 32. Uh, the, the beauty and the goodness of God is what prompts him to praise him and to confess. And, and so it's, it's sort of like the praise is both a response and a prompt for his confession, mm. if that makes sense. So knowing that he's forgiven prompts the praise and the worship to the God who's called him to the forgiveness in the first place. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful, um, like comes full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jeff, why don't you tell us, if you have a story, you did share a great story in, this, um, in your sermon. If you have another story or an illustration or something like that that you want to share before we go. Uh, yeah, I, we have this little dog, um, really cute and friendly and just not very smart. And um, it, my confession is it's easy for me to get frustrated with her. But, you know, I think... God also has this dog in our home to maybe try and humble me and help me see how much I'm like that dog more than I'd like to admit. So the dog can be kind of like a mule sometimes, like this image David uses in the Psalms where, you know, she just doesn't want to do what she needs to do, whether that's, you know, taking her out for a morning walk to do her business or, you know, she's just got a better idea, she thinks, of what's going to make her happy. And sometimes it's literally like tugging on the leash uh, to get her to trust and obey. She, it's, she's this little dog, and she's like 11 or 12 years old, and, and the older she's gotten, she gets more nervous around the other dogs in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And she'll start whimpering and cowering and, you know, get it. I'm saying, it's okay. It's okay. I'm here with you. There's a fence that, you know, the dog can't even get to her. It's just barking and growling, but it seems really big and scary. Mm -hmm. And I'm still standing there trying to comfort and encourage her. And yet she doesn't want to hear it. And I just think, oh, that's kind of convicting for how much I can be like that, right? Like God has, how much has God promise to me? How faithful is he to me? How good is he to me? And yet I, you know, so many times I feel like, no, but I really need to worry about this thing, God. You don't understand. There's that big dog behind the fence and God's saying, no, don't. Yeah, there's a fence there and I'm here with you and that dog's not going to get you. And I really need you to come do this other thing and quit focusing on the dog that's barking behind the fence that can't really do anything to you anyway, other than make you worried. And Mm -hmm. So I, now everyone can hold me accountable for how I, you know, deal with my little dog because I've made it pop a public on this podcast. But uh, yeah, so she frustrates us uh, at times uh, because she's kind of this image that David's picturing of us. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't be stubborn like a mule. 
uh, that will only obey if you put a bridle in its mouth and you know you drag it along mm-hmm. like yeah. I have to do with that dog and yeah. Uh, sometimes I'm way more like that dog than I like to acknowledge. Mm, thank you. That's a great picture to end with. I appreciate that. And if you do get frustrated with your dog, maybe Amelia will just remind you, this is just like you, Jeff. Oh, I'm sure she will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, we get frustrated with our dog, too. He likes to take nightly strolls now around the neighborhood. Oh, just independently. Yep. Ah. Yeah. It's been very difficult <laughs> to control. Mm. We let him out to go do his business, and he just decides that it's his time to just get his walk in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now when I, I get, get frustrated with Tucker, too, it's gonna, now you've given me a new way to look at it. Yeah, so thank we, you. We can, we, yeah. You can remind me about Lucy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for giving us your time this morning. And that's all we've got for Cut for Time this morning, guys. If you've enjoyed the podcast, leave a review so more people are going to be able to find the content or find our church or just share the podcast with a friend. And Jeff, your final sign off. Oh, I haven't. I, we got away from Cut for Time for a while for the holiday break, and I haven't been thinking about a uh, tagline. Um, Coffee is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy yeah. or productive. Anyway. Mm-hmm. For his kingdom. <laughs> <laughs>